Dimapur and Assam area. Alright, so make sure you come and greet them and meet them after the service is over so that you also can assure them of your prayer and your moral support. Okay. Isn't God wonderful? Amen. Are you ready for the word? Come, let's pray. Father, we just pray <clears throat> you would release your anointing upon the word and bring wisdom and understanding and establish your truth in our lives, Lord. We bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I would also like to welcome um, those who are watching online, our online viewers. We welcome you to our Sunday service, and we pray that you are blessed also through this message. Okay, today I'm going to share how Jesus saves us by His principles. Now, we know that Jesus is Savior. Salvation is in three tenses. We have been saved in the past. God continues to save us in the present. And we will be saved in the future when Jesus comes. We also know that salvation is in different dimensions. We are saved by the person of Christ. When we receive Him, we receive eternal life, forgiveness of sins, and we know we have assurance of heaven. But we are also saved by His power. When He gives us His Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God begins to save us through His person and His ministry in different areas of our lives. We also know that Jesus saves us by His grace producing a purity, pure life out of our lives. Because purity or holiness preserves us, protects us, and also prospers us. Today, I want to share that God, Jesus, continues to save us by teaching us godly principles for living life. Principles are absolutely important. The person of Jesus saves us from hell, but the principles of Jesus save us from this world. By that I mean the evil and the corruption of this world. The person of Jesus makes us a success in eternity, but the principles of Jesus will make us a success in this lifetime. Amen. Now let's look at the word principle. Let's define that word because it's important to understand it. Principle means a fundamental truth or proposition that serves as the foundation for a system of belief of behavior. It is the fundamental truth, the fundamental belief that determines how you live life. How you live life. If you look at Colossians chapter 2 verse 8, the Bible gives us this one overarching principle that governs all other principles. Colossians chapter 2 verse 8 Is it up there on the screen? Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. That means there are many principles out there. The world has principles of living life. But then Christ has come to show us a different way of living life. And Paul says, don't let, don't let the world cheat you 
through tradition and brilliant philosophy and even maybe through education that you don't understand that our life is to be based on the principle of Christ. Because Paul himself said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Christ is the wisdom of God. Christ is the power of God. Can you say amen? And then he goes on to say in verse 30 that Christ has become to us wisdom from God. In other words, God wants us to live in the principle of Christ. All principles for life must come from Christ. It must be derived from Christ. And only then can we truly have godly success. For example, relationship or religion. Our Christian life is not religion. It is relationship with God because Christ came to establish that principle. Can you say amen? Amen. You see, religious works, the motivation for religious works, should it be fear or should it be love? Many times, out of fear, we come to church. Out of fear, we pray. Out of fear, we give money to the church. But Jesus came to show that the way we do godly things and the way we engage with God is through love and not fear. Can you say amen? Amen. The principle of faith, righteousness is a gift. Religion teaches us to condemn the sinners and the lost. Jesus came to teach us that we are to love and not condemn. We are to accept and not reject. Hallelujah. So we can see all these principles that come out of Christ. I'm going to be sharing about four to five, depending on time, principles that are not really very clearly uh, given in verse in scriptures, but these are there all throughout in Jesus' life, and these are absolutely essential for us to understand to live successfully, all right? Number one. Everyone say number one. Obedience or success. The world lives by the principle that success is everything. You can cheat, lie, steal as long as you succeed. Which is more important? Success is important. Obedience is also important. But obedience is more important for us as believers. Can you say amen? Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 to 8. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of man, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient. Everyone say, became obedient. To the point of death, even the death of the cross, therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name above every name. Amen. Hallelujah. What did it cause Jesus to live by the principle of obedience? Misunderstood by his own family and his friends. Persecuted by the rulers and the leaders of society. Abandoned by his closest disciples to the point he was all alone at the time of the greatest need. Falsely accused by the entire nation. 
and to the point of death by crucifixion on the cross. And he was willing to be rejected. He was willing to go through the shame and the death. And he died as an apparent failure. Why? Because to him, obedience was the greatest goal that he came to live his life by. Obedience to the Father. It was above all things. Greater than his comfort, greater than his self-preservation, obedience to the Father. He said, I have not come to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Amen. You see, obedience to God is more important than success, acceptance by people, your reputation, your comfort, your immediate gain, protecting your reputation. No, obedience is more important. And we can see from this scripture that true success is really a byproduct of obedience. Can you say amen? So our target in life as a Christian should not be success. Our target should be obedience. Because when you obey, God will surely exalt you. Can you say amen? See, Jesus was exalted to the highest position. He was given. Everyone say given. He did not take for himself. He was given the name above all names. I remember so distinctly, the Holy Spirit spoke to me in my dream, a young boy who was working with us here in this place. Many years ago, the Holy Spirit showed me that boy is taking what you and God has not given to him. And I knew it before it actually happened. God will give you success if you obey. God will give you blessings if you will obey. God will give you a ministry, even reputation, even fame in a sense, if you will obey. But if all those other things become your goal, many times you will compromise obedience to get what you are looking for. Your life's goal, you should live in this principle, it is obedience to God. Amen. Obedience. Your relationships, your finances, your career choices, it is obedience to God that is of the utmost importance. Not what you think, not what you think is good for you, not what you want, but it is obedience to God that is of the utmost importance. And by obeying, you will have true godly success. Can you say amen? Number two, consumer or contributor. Acts chapter 20, verse 35. Consumer or contributor. Society has taught us to consume. But Jesus says it is more blessed to give than to receive. You see, the principles of the kingdom are always opposite to the world. The world teaches us get and get and take and take as much as you can. But the kingdom teaches us giving is better. Not that it is not important not to take. You have to take. But giving is better. You see, we buy and buy and buy. And we are never satisfied. We keep watching movies more and more and more and more. And we are never satisfied. Right? 
We go to so many restaurants and consume. We go to so many parties and consume. We watch so many songs here and there, different musicians, and we consume. And then we are never satisfied. And you know what? We bring the same attitude to church and to God. Many times we come to church to consume. Did the, did the sermon bless me? Did the song bless me? Did they sing my favorite song? We come to church to consume. We want to be blessed more and more and more. We want to take more and more. And then we are always left unsatisfied. Why? It's because when we only live by consuming, it's a meaningless life. It's an empty life. It will never leave you fully contented. That's why Jesus said, it is more blessed to be a contributor than a consumer. Turn to your neighbor and say, are you a consumer or a contributor? To be a contributor means you add value to the world. You add value to people. Amen. You add value to the place where you are. You are in a school right now, add value. You are in college, add value to it. You are in an office, add value to it. You are in a business, add value. Amen. Just even by your attitude and your smile. To be a contributor means that you leave the world a better place. A better place. You see, even in counseling, I have discovered that complete healing and, and restoration is not found in coming to counseling again and again and again and again. You are stuck at a certain level. If you only want to receive more prayer for yourself, you want to receive more, more, more counseling sessions, you are stuck at a certain level. There was a lady who went to a pastor and said, Pastor, I've been struggling with depression for many years. Please help me. The pastor said, all right, next week I want you to meet me in this time, in this place. Gave her the address. So she thought she was coming to get counseling. And when she landed up in that address, it was a shelter for poor people. The pastor came and said, all right, come. Gave her some bags, gave her some rice, gave her some things. I want you to start helping me serve these people. She was so frustrated. She was like... I need counseling. I'm going through depression, and you're asking me to help. But of course, she had no choice. She began to help. As she began to help, she realized that there was peace and joy flooding her heart. And then she realized, in giving, I'm being delivered from depression. Amen. That's what I mean. That's what Jesus meant. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Jesus did not mean that to take from us Jesus meant that when you give, you get more. I was sharing with a friend about how, you see, if you will use your gift of singing, when you sing, the anointing will come on your life and it will set you free from the bondages that you're going through. Because I've experienced many times when I'm sick, when I'm frustrated, when I'm discouraged, even as I preach the Word of God, as the anointing flows through me, I get healed. I get strengthened that heaviness leaves. Amen. Hallelujah. You never lose by giving. The principle of the world is take and take. The principle of the kingdom is live by giving. Be generous. Be a giver. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, be a giver. Number three, the third principle Greatness is serving. Now, this is important, particularly for this present millennial generation. Greatness is serving. 
not lifestyle, not position, not power. In Mark chapter 10, verse 43, Jesus said, If you desire to become great, learn to be the servant of all. Now, we thought that was only in church, right? Oh, these verses are only for church and missions and Christians. It doesn't apply in the world. No. These are principles that will apply anywhere you live. Why is Microsoft the largest software company in the world? Because they serve the largest customer base in the world. Why are airlines like Qatar Airlines and Singapore Airlines and Emirates the top airlines? Why? It's because they have the greatest service. Not that they are the greatest, it's because they serve the best. Service. Service makes them great. The more customers you serve, the bigger you become. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. You see, why this is important is because many young people today are fooled into pursuing lifestyle. Their vision in life is lifestyle. Their vision in life is power. Their vision in life is popularity. Their vision in life is holidaying or experiencing this kind of life. Maybe they saw an officer, he had a driver, he had peons, he had a bodyguard. They want that, so that's maybe why they want to be an officer. Amen. You see, many times we are attracted, we are focused on the wrong things. For example, business. We want to start a business, why? To make money. Right? If you want to start a business to make money, you will fail. Politics. I want to get into politics because my goal is whatever. <laughs> Amen. Power. Influence. You see. In the kingdom, you must understand, and this is applicable in the world. Greatness is serving. Greatness is serving. See, when your goal becomes lifestyle, of money, or power, or position, you become irrelevant after a while. Amen. As long as your goal is serving, that no matter where you are, you're a government employee, you serve. You're a doctor, you're serving. You're a lawyer, you're serving. You're a businessman, you're not thinking about profits first. Yes, profits are important. Yes, all the perks are important. But you must think first, how can I serve the people what they don't get in any other place? When your goal is that, you will always be in demand. Even in the offices, the ones who serve the best are the ones who are demanded by all the officers. And the ones who are there, they have a job, they have a position, but they don't do anything to contribute. After a while, nobody asks them for, for help. Why? When you are serving, you are always relevant. You are always in demand. You are always important. That is the nature of life. That is the way God made nature. Flowers serve the bees. Do you know that? Bees are serving the flowers. Every organ in your body is not created for that organ. Your heart is not created for your heart. Your heart was created to serve the entire body. And in serving the body, that's where the value of that organ is. 
So it is a principle of life. When our goal is not serving, our goal is a certain lifestyle. For example, I was talking with a prominent businessman in a town, and I was asking about the attitude of another young boys and girls, and they were saying, the first question they ask is, how much money am I going to get? Not, what am I going to learn? Not, how am I going to grow in this skill? You know what's that? Your thinking position and money and power first. Your goal is wrong. And that's why we cannot engage and be competitive in this world. We're living in the wrong principles. I mean, if you get scholarship of 5,000, 10,000, the first thing you buy is a sneaker shoe of 5,000 rupees or a mobile phone, you have the wrong principles of life. Amen. Hallelujah. Our goal is to serve. See, people look at this big building and say, oh, pastor, you've become so great. No. This building is nothing. If we stop serving, we will start dying as a church. The building adds nothing to us in terms of greatness. If we will stop serving people, meeting people, praying for the sick, visiting the poor, saving souls, blessing the world, blessing the community, we will die. Amen. You see, we are believers in Christ. Can you say amen? You're born again, right? So when you're born again, you are a child of God. That identity gives you greatness in terms of your relationship with God, in terms of your identity in the kingdom. But in the world, your greatness will only be seen through your serving. Through your serving. Your goal should always be, how can I serve? Start a hospital, how can we serve people? Not how can we make the most out of the people. Start a restaurant, not how can we compromise here, you know, put more fat and less meat in the momo. How can we cut all this so that we can make more money? The moment you do that, people will stop coming. <laughs> Your goal is to serve. Number four. Character over comfort. Character over power or gifts. Power is important. Gifts are important. Comfort is important. But more important than all is character. In James chapter 1, verse 2 and 4, the Bible says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect word that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. All right, how many of you have gone through trials? Can we see your hands? Now, when you go through trials, have you ever prayed, Lord, take this away from me? Has it gone? Huh? Okay, you answered your question. In the midst of your trial, God is producing character. Character. What do you want? You want comfort. You want the pain to leave. You want the pressure to go away. You want that irritating neighbor to be struck with lightning. Right? But God wants you to grow in character. And that's why in the midst of your trials, the Bible says, rejoice. Be patient, for God is producing 
character. Amen. Look at 1 Peter chapter 2, 18. Is it there? Look, turn to 1 Peter chapter 2. Maybe I didn't put it up on the slide. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 18 to 20. Is it there? All right. Servants, be submissive to your masters with all fear. Now, this applies to all of us because we all of us are servants of one person or the other, right? By that, I mean employee working for someone or you are, you know, in the house with parents above you. Be submissive to your masters, your employers, your parents, your bosses, your teachers with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. Next. For this is commendable if because of conscience towards God, one endures grief, suffering wrongfully. Next. For what credit is it if when you are beaten for your faults, you take it patiently, but when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. When you're suffering wrongfully, maybe, when you're being treated harshly, wrongly, and then we want to escape, Right? I was sharing with the college students when I was working in Delhi, my first three months in Delhi before I went to Singapore, I really wanted to bash up my boss because I was straight into the workforce. I thought they should welcome me with open arms. The moment I came, they said, you are late. Why are you sleeping? Do you work? I was in the lowest. And they treated me like trash. So what did I do as a you know, young Naga who just entered the workplace, I want to leave the company, look for a different job. You see, that was our attitude. God says, there's a time and a place where even if you are suffering wrongfully, you take it. Amen. Because God is producing character. We want comfort, God's producing character out of our lives. And that's why sometimes our prayers for promotion, for change, for, 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 for blessings, it's delayed. It's not that God is withholding from you, it's that God wants to produce character. He's testing your attitude. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, character is more important than comfort. Amen. The next one. To conform or be different. Now, this is important, all right? Very important for all. We live in a society today when the fear of rejection and criticism causes us to conform to the standards of society. The way we dress, the places we go for entertainment, the jokes we make, the circle of friendships, it puts pressure on us to be like everyone else because no one wants to be ostracized. No one wants to be excluded. No one wants the name to be removed from that WhatsApp group. Right? See, I know people from a denominational background, they don't even know what it means to be in that denomination, but they're afraid to step outside the walls of their church and come to a different worship experience like this because the people from their church will say, Are how come you've gone there? And they're afraid. So they, their goal is to conform. To be like everyone else, even though you don't know the meaning and the purpose why you're doing that. Jesus was a Jew. He loved God. He lived in Israel, but he was different from all the other Jews. Can you say amen? 
You see, when you follow Jesus, it will make you different. If you truly follow Jesus, I'm not saying if you say you are Christian. If you truly follow Jesus, your life will start looking different. You will start valuing different things, like character more than comfort, like prayer you will value. You will start valuing Bible study. Your conversations will change from cars and guns and, and clothes and girls to Holy Spirit and anointing, healing, and so on. If the only way people know whether you are a Christian is when you are singing in church or when you're coming to church and then the rest of the week outside you are just like the world, I question whether you are following Christ. Your priorities will change if you're truly following Christ. Your values will change. For example, homosexuality. What's your views on homosexuality? Amen? See, the more you follow Jesus, the more you will start looking like Him. That means you will start looking less like the world and more like Christ. When people talk of cursing, you will be talking of blessing. When people want to judge, you will want to love. When people condemn, you will be giving peace. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid to be different. Don't be afraid to be different. There was a time when speaking in tongues was so opposed here in Kohima that when a few believers started speaking in tongues, we were ostracized by all. But we were not speaking in tongues because we wanted, to be, we wanted to be controversial. We were speaking in tongues because we are following Christ. And the rest, they did not understand. They wanted us to conform to them. But no, we are following Christ. We were not afraid to be different. Why? Because we were becoming more like Christ. Religion, denomination will teach us to conform to what they believe, to how they do things. But Christ will always cause you to be different. Not weird. <laughs> Not difficult, but different. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. And in being different, I tell you, there is protection. There is blessing. Praise God, I came out of that religious environment. I praise God. I don't condemn where I was, but I praise God. I came out. I followed God. I followed the leading of the Spirit. I came out in faith, in boldness. Praise God. Amen. Because the blessings and what we have seen and what we experienced, it could have never happened if I was conforming to tradition and religion. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? The last one before we close. Living for the glory of God. Now, this is very, very important. And this will probably help a lot of us today here. Living for the glory of God. John chapter 12, verse 27 to 28. Jesus says, He has come to glorify the Father. My soul is troubled. What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Jesus came to glorify the Father. And that's why obedience was such an important principle for him. The way you glorify God is also obedience. 
All right, 1 Corinthians 10, 31 says, Whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Can you say amen? That means our life, our decisions, our choices must ultimately point to God in praises, in thanksgiving, in rejoicing. For example, maybe you have a gift of singing. Now you can use your gift to sing or to worship. You see, amen. If it is for singing, you can sing. Use your talent and your gift. Become popular. Start earning money. So you're using it for self. Now, people, pop stars, they have used the gift that God has given them and they've built empires, but it is for self. Ultimately, that road leads to emptiness and destruction. Or you can use the gift God gave you to sing to worship, to point to God. Can you say amen? It's so wonderful to have a mother, Zazai, here on the worship team singing. Why? It's because God did not give you the gift only till you were single. That seems to be the, the norm in Nagaland. You know, I'm married nowadays. That means when you got married, God came and took away all the gift of singing. <laughs> no. no, that gift is still there. If you will use it, you will experience blessings in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. I know so many mothers here. I know you can sing. Amen. We want to see you on the worship team. Hallelujah. Amen. So, when the gift must point to Christ. It must point to God. And that's when even the use of the gifts, it protects you. It preserves you. It blesses you. So, this principle, living for the glory of God, really will help you make important decisions that sometimes in the Bible, there is no direct verse. For example, how to dress. The Bible doesn't say, thou shalt not wear torn jeans. Right? The Bible doesn't say, your skirt should be two feet, two, not two feet, <laughs> praise God, I hope not, two inches <laughs> above the knee. <laughs> the Bible doesn't say that. So a lot of people are confused. So how do you make your decision? You make your decision based on this principle. Does it give glory to God? Entertainment, the kind of jokes that you joke with your friends. Does it give glory to God to be talking about body parts and so on? Even taking off substances like tobacco or pan. Let me deal with this. Or even alcohol. All right? See, there's no direct verse that says, do not take pan. Nowhere in the Bible is it there. There's no direct verse that says, do not drink. The Bible says, do not get drunk. The Bible says, do not yield to drunkenness. But there's no direct verse that says, do not drink. All right? So how do we make decisions for our lives? Because everywhere you go in the office, people will give you, tamal kawo, pan kawo. Right? So how do you make decisions? And sometimes they misapply grace and say, oh, I'm already forgiven my sins. God loves me. And you start chewing like a goat. <laughs> All right? So how do we choose? All right? Let me share this. I hope you take it well. 
and I hope you understand. You have to make decisions based on principles. Number one, you ask, is there a direct commandment that prohibits such behavior? There's a direct commandment that says homosexuality is sin, so we know it's sin. There's a direct commandment that says thou shalt not murder, we know it's sin. But there's no direct commandment that says do not take pawn. Right? So is there a direct commandment? No. Okay, then we have to look at other principles. Number two, does it bring glory to God or take away glory from God? When you true pun, does it bring glory to God or take away glory? When you say from God, of course, we're not looking to see whether some glory has left, no. But do you know you are created in the glory and image of God? So when you take pawn, does it take away glory from the personhood of you? Yes or no? It's sin. Mithapan also? Yes, mithapan also. <laughs> Not Jordan, Pastor, but that in between one. <laughs> does it take away glory from your personhood? Why right? you're created in the image of God? The third question to ask is, is it harmful to you? Is it harmful to me? That behavior, is it harmful to me? If I keep on drinking, it's going to affect my body. Is it going to harm me? Yes. If you take pan or tobacco, is it going to harm you? Yes. Mouth cancer. Right? Then if it is going to harm you, guess what? It is sin. Taking tamul is sin. Chewing pan is sin. Does God love me still? Absolutely. But it is still sin. The fourth, you have to ask. Principles. You have to judge decisions based on principles. Is it harmful to others? Okay. Maybe no one is harmed by you chewing pan in the office. But what about... Later on, if you get mouth cancer and you die early and your, parent, and your, your, your kids are left without a father, is it harmful to them? Yes. How about because you invest so much in your Tamil, <laughs> it's harming your, 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 your finances. I mean, look at how much money is flowing out of Nagaland because of Tamil. Yes or no? Yes. So when we judge based on principles, we realize, wait a minute, this is not the will of God. Amen. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Even Mithapan. So you have to make sure that you are following the principles. All right. Another way to judge is, is it going to stumble someone else? Amen. Is it going to stumble? Now, of course, you have to, again, put other principles here because is it really some addiction or is it just, you know, one, once in a while? Or is it, you know, um, you know, if I go there, again, I'll confuse you. All right? But you just follow these principles. Amen.
Hallelujah. Another way the judge is, is going to harm the faith of an immature believer. Paul says, even though you eat, and it is not sin to eat meat offered to idols, but in you eating, if a weak believer is offended, then by the principle of love, it's wrong. Because your behavior has made someone's conscience weak. So for the sake of love, don't do it. Amen. So again, there's a principle of love. For the sake of love, there are some things I will not do when you are around. Even though it may be right for me to do it by myself, when you are around, there are some things I will not do. Are you following? So principles is important because when we begin to apply them in our life, it begins to bring order. What does principles do? Principles bring order. Can you say amen? Order. It brings order in our lives. There's a principle for your finances. It's called tithing and offering. And then after that, you use. It's, it's called saving. All of that we get in Scripture. So when you apply the principles of Christ, it brings order in your life. And when there is godly order in your life, there is also blessing, promotion, increase that God releases upon you. If your finances are not in order right now, it is unlikely that God will release more finances for you to steward. Yes or no? Yes. If a particular area of your life is not in order right now, it is unlikely that God will give you more responsibility in the kingdom till order is there. Amen. Hallelujah. There's a need for order even in our body. The right diet, the right, you know, um, lifestyle habits, the right food. We see in the scripture the principles of eating also. Eat in moderation. Now don't judge me when you see that. When you, when you hear that, you know. It's just flab, it's not food. <laughs> see, when there is order, then there is a foundation for more that God can release. Alright? Are you blessed today? Hallelujah. So principles. We must apply principles. You see, it's not just about, oh, I'll pray with all my heart. I'll go to church. And, you know, Nagas, we are good for momentary things. During Jubilee, oh, we are excellent. For that one week, we can zoom and, and really be excellent. During social work, my God, social work in Kohima, everyone worked very hard. Kohima looks so clean. Cleanliness is not a celebratory event. Cleanliness should be a lifestyle. That means it's a process daily. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are good for those, you know, once in a while, everyone come, community come, let's work out, oh, 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 and then, oh, love of effort. After that, we slide back. So we come to church, once in a while we have revival. Oh, Pastor, I'm so confess guru this year. I'm so proud this year. I'm so did this year. For that one week we are so giving. But after that, we don't 
apply the principles as a daily process in our lives. You see, if you will just apply godly principles regularly as the Lord teaches you in your life, you will always be living blessed, prospering, going from glory to glory. Hallelujah. It's a daily process. Amen. Hallelujah. Come, let's bow our heads, close our eyes. Thank you, Father. I said in the beginning that the person of Jesus saves you from hell. What this means is unless you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior in your life, you are not a Christian and you have no assurance of salvation. How do I receive Jesus? The Bible simply says, believe.